Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. No matter what your job title is, no matter what you do, let's just do it for Jesus. He died on the cross for us, and now we get to live a full life because of what he did for us. So we get encouraged by friends like Leah Mason Virgin. She's on with us today. She's a mom of three, married for more than 20 years. She's a life coach, a Christian business coach, which I think that is so awesome. Like, let's go. And you're an author and you've published more than nine books. So Leah, how are you today? Uh, thank you, Ricky, so much for having me. I am so honored to be here today. Um, I, I'm just, I'm excited because anytime that we can talk about God yes. and sing about his praises and edify his name and encourage other women to grow boldly in their gifts and calling, their talents, yes. um, their God-inspired dreams and goals, I'm all about it and I'm on. <laughs> yes, well, I'm so excited because- before a guest comes on, we usually chat about some topics that we would like to mention, uh, like to discuss. And the last question we ask every guest is what Bible verse is helping you in this season. And you all are just going to have to stick around until the end because Leah is stoked to, to share her scripture. So yes, I'm excited for you to share that, but I want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us what you do. Oh, goodness. So, um, I, I, yes. Okay. Well, let me just say I have been in the online space for three years and my journey was not your typical journey. Uh, some women come into the online space with a, with a very distinct, um, calling, like I'm going to be a VA, which that's a virtual assistant, or let's say I'm going to do, you know, social media marketing. Like they come in with like this rock solid plan and they like go. Well, that was not at all my beginning. And interestingly enough, like God had told me, so I, I turned 45 in February and we are recording this in March right now. Yeah. Um, so I just turned 45. Yay, 45. <laughs> Woohoo. Right. Yeah. And um, when I was 18, um, God said very, very distinctly, um, write about me, talk about me. And I had grown up in an extremely volatile, um, toxic environment. Um, it was very um, destructive to um, me. And I was not ready to do that. I didn't, had I, had I known what I know now, right? Coaching and the right type of healing in God's word, um, you know, I, I think he would have guided me there, but I was too afraid. Mm. I was way too afraid. And I, I definitely Moses for about, you know, several decades, if you really? can imagine 18 yeah. to uh, three years ago. So I was about 42 ish um, when I entered into the online space. So, um, you know, for me, it was very much, no, no, I'm not going to do that. So I was somewhat in God's permissible will. There's something called God's perfect will. And then God's permissible will. 
And so I spent time, um, you know, working on Capitol Hill, then raising kiddos, and then I transitioned into healthcare. I was a lactation consultant. I went to nursing school. I worked in the hospital. Um, so everything was very, very different than what I'm doing now. And I didn't even look much like a Christian. I was really? a Sunday Christian and yeah. I was saved. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's about the extent of things. Um, and, and from there, um, my life grew more and more broken, um, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, um, and volatility in, in my own emotions. I'm not really, <laughs> I look at my marriage and my children and it is only by the hand of God that my marriage has not only lasted, but it's thrived, survived Amen. and grown. Um, and so when the flood of my house happened, I had already started coming back to God about, um, well, let's see, it'll be nine years now. Um, but I had started digging into the word of God after I had terribly embarrassed myself at an event. And, um, and, and from there, I just started to just constantly be crying out to God for more, help me, help, help me. me find healing. Mm -hmm. And so after the flood of my home, um, when you say flood in your home, you had a yeah. flood in your home. Yeah. Like literally, I know we can like, we're all going, Oh my God, that's like epically biblical. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like literally I was, um, you know, I, I, I was actually at the time I had so much PTSD from working in the healthcare environment without being able to, um, thrive through the hard, um, that I was no longer working in the hospital. I was doing some lactation, some private practice work and, um, working at a midwifery center and I was doing VIP kit. So downstairs, um, we had a full finished basement. I would get up at 5am. I would teach classes back to back. Um, and then all of a sudden the rains came and I live in Maryland. And if you know anything about Ellicott city, um, it, it was completely wiped away one year. And then a very next year after it was wiped away again, after much rebuilding, it was very devastating. Wow. And in that we ended up having, and we live on a Hill. So here's the other laughable part of it is yeah. that I never thought that this would happen to us. Um, we had just gotten out of debt. I had done the whole Dave Ramsey thing. Like it was like the worst season of my life. I was in massive depression. Here we are, we've gotten out of debt and the flood of our house happens. And I am literally laying on like this hardwood floor next to me. Ricky can see me. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I am screaming and crying. And, and for me, like I was never that, like my anxiety and depression was very much internal. It was not external. Um, my father-in-law is downstairs ripping off walls and I'm screaming and crying because there's no, there's no help from insurance for us because we did not have flood insurance. So there's because a whole top of the hill. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And we weren't in a floodplain. We, we like, you have to be a, in a floodplain B you have to have governmental flood insurance anyway. So we had no help. So it was literally like zero debt to now $20,000 worth of debt. It was like instantaneous. And like from there, things just started breaking. It was gas lines that broke. It was the water heat. I mean, it was like literally a cascade effect. Wow. And I'm screaming and crying and I'm like looking at, and I'm like, God help me. How can I, I can't thrive 
through the hard, like help me. And it's funny because a friend of mine had introduced me what I classified at the time as a weird Christian coach. <laughs> yeah. If you're thinking of someone saying, oh, well, I'm a Christian fill in the blank. Let's say attorney. I'm a Christian attorney. And if that turns you away, just think of it as someone who loves Jesus. Like, okay, they love Jesus. And to be honest, for the person who put that on there, it's like a huge um, challenge for them to remain a Christian in their job. You know what I mean? Because it's hard, you know, don't be intimidated by someone who puts Christian in front of their business. Really it's um, a firm foundation on who they are. But the way she talked, it was so different than anything I had ever heard of before. This whole idea of like, um, you know, yes, of course I had, you know, heard in church, you know, there's life and death in the power of your tongue and all of that. But she spoke in a way about our words and about our thoughts and our fears and our faith in a way I had never heard in church. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so different. And I remember my friend, like, you know, she was like, Oh, you, you you know, she's, you've got to like follow her. And I just remember like, she made me feel uncomfortable. Right. And explain uncomfortable, like uncomfortable in a good way. Well, at the time I didn't understand that the reason why she was making me feel uncomfortable was because she was calling out my brokenness in a way that I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. Like church calls out, oh, you know, you've got this sin and you need to repent and you need to follow God and then you'll be blessed. And it's like, well, how? You tell me not to be anxious for anything, but how? Where is the strategy to make that possible. I feel like American Christian culture fails women because there's no strategy behind how to implement the word of God. How do you stand on the word of God? Yeah. What does that look like in your every day in the midst of the chaos and the pain and the struggle and the feeling of discouragement? How? Right? Yeah. And yeah. she was calling out um, you know, our thoughts and our words and our actions in a way that I had never really heard. Mm -hmm. And so it was, and it was calling out mindset of my victimhood. And I didn't ever classify myself as a victim. I didn't ever classify myself as a massive complainer and a drainer, but now knowing what I know, like I'm surprised I have any friends left. Like how in God's name did anybody hang around me for the last, you know, four decades? Describe your personality to them. Like what kind of friend would you have been to them? If that makes sense. Oh, oh God, girl. Like before Christ. Oh, well, I was saved when I was 13. So I was, I was saved, um, in that I knew that Jesus didn't want me to take my life, that he had created my life. Mm-hmm. and that I was to give my life to him. That is what I knew, but that is not the way. I didn't live that out in word and deed. Okay. I knew it spiritually and mentally. I knew that. But again, the American Christian church doesn't say, 
how do you do that? How, yeah. how do you look at the Bible and read it and turn it into I statements and speak it, believe it and be it, which is yeah. the hashtag that God gave me is speak it, believe it and be it. Yeah. And so like, for me, I was very much like, I complained about everything. Everything was, you know, the fault of all my circumstances and, um, you know, so, and, and, and I just, I was just very, very worldly. I was very negative. I was very worldly. I was very much a victim. Um, And I didn't take radical responsibility for myself. Did I take some responsibility? Sure, probably, you know, but, but not to the level that you do when you have mindset work, when you have coaching and healing Mm -hmm. and you, you make that radical shift into speaking the word of God, into looking at it and applying it to your life and saying, you know, God is the way, the truth and the life. I empower myself by his word and I will speak in accordance with his word. Right. Right. And the more we speak the word of God, the more we know God, right? Because God is his word and everybody comes to me and they say, well, how do I know for sure that God's telling me this? And how do I really know it's his voice? Well, if you don't read the scripture, if you don't speak it out loud, if you don't write it into I statements, which I call proclamations, right? Proclaiming the word of God over yourself, right? That's good. Then you, then you don't know God's voice because you have to sensitize your spirit Mm -hmm. and your mind to the Holy Spirit, which God's word is him. Right. Right. And when you want it, you'll go get it. Like when you were talking about being on your knees and praying and screaming out to God, I just know someone out there listening has been there where they're on their knees and they're crying and maybe they were screaming. I mean, maybe they were just like, ah, you know, or walking and just like, I cannot handle this stress. There is a song I was listening to the other day. It was by Michael W. Smith. And it was a song about, this is how I fight my battles. And Mm -hmm. before the song played, he said that the scriptures say in the spirit of heaviness, put on a garment of praise Praise. in the spirit of heaviness, whatever, whatever heaviness you're feeling, put on a garment of praise. And that's just renewing your mind. It's bringing it back to Jesus and thinking about him and being thankful and put on a garment of praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know? So anyway, when you were just saying that, I just know somebody listening out there can relate to that moment where you're, where you got on your knees and you could not handle it. And you asked God to take this burden from you. And so that's where we're meeting you in your story. So if you want to keep going, but I just know someone out there can relate to this. And I pray that you're drawn closer to Christ from this conversation and that the Holy Spirit works in you, Leah, to tell them what God's done in you to help them out today, you know, even just for a minute, just to help them out. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's true because we, you know, God says, you know, ask and seek and he will provide. And he, when we really seek after his word and his will, and we ask for the healing tools, the healing strategies, the anointed counselors and coaches, he will bring divine connections into your life to grow you into the miracles that you are begging for. The thing that I don't like that I often see in online space is this idea that 
you know, God's just going to magically rain down clients or magically rain down, you know, um, you know, money or healing or whatever it is. But what I have found to be true in my life is that he often wants to grow me into the miracle that I am begging him for. Right. He wants me to co-create with him. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to have to co-create everything. I would like to be like, okay, Jesus, um, today I'd like $20,000 in my bank account. Please. Thank you so much. In Jesus Please. name, I pray. Amen. Pray, yes. you know. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and I just want to tell you with that Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And so just to say to your testimony of not giving up, but let that work be good, like do good because, Hey, guess what? For you listening, this is for you. Don't grow weary in doing good for in due season, you're going to reap you're going to reap. God's going to provide the increase. So yes. And you're still telling us about your story and I keep cutting you off. So tell us, tell us what happened. It's perfect because I want to, I want to actually magnify that scripture with what Jesus said in Luke. He said, put your hand to the plow and do not look back. And I have to cling to that because again, I have to keep shredding off the desire to be the victim. And I have to keep putting my hand to the plow and doing the work. And just as Jesus said, are we going to reap a 30, 60 or hundred fold harvest of blessings? And if we look at what Jacob it said he sowed and God gave him a hundredfold above what he had sowed in that year. Yeah. We keep expecting as Christian women for magical miracles to just manifest. And I'm so, I'm not sorry. I'm so tired of hearing this idea of like magical manifestation. No, you have to put your hand to the plow. You have to go out and sow yeah. the seeds. You have to ask and pray for God to magnify. And, and of course he will, he is yeah. the one that provides the seed, exactly. right? And he makes us and empowers us to be the sower of those right. seeds. But we have to say, God, I will be the sower. I submit myself for your transformation and change. That's I the submit key. myself. And That's that the is key. the hardest part yeah. is to actually say, transform me, show me where I'm being the victim or where I'm, you know, speaking death over myself because he said, speak to the bones and the bones, the dry bones will live. Right. Right? Amen. Yeah. The rocks cry out to praise him, you know, like he can do something with nothing, but imagine like what you were saying, immeasurably more when we do what we do for Jesus. And that's the thing I've learned about learning God's voice and learning scripture is it's all for his glory. Like he's going to get the glory. He's the beginning and the end. So if you're struggling right now with whatever is in front of you, I just pray God gives you that clarity of knowing like he wants good for you and it's going to be for his glory period. And, uh, you know, jump on the team. Jump on the team. <laughs> jump on the team. Let's do this for Jesus. Um, there is a quote by Pastor Chris Hodges, and I saw it on the Glorify app the other day. And this is his quote: "In life, 
you don't use God to fulfill your purpose. Instead, you let God use you to fulfill his purpose. So Mm -hmm. it's when our desires and our motives are selfish that it's not right. It's Mm -hmm. all about Jesus and his purpose and aligning it with what he wants for your life. And just like you said earlier about, I'm, I'm still married more than 20 years, you know, only God, only God, he does what we can't imagine. Like he just makes it, he makes it good. Even when it sucks, (laughs) like I was going to say hard, but just like, man, sometimes things really are terrible. They really are bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause we live in a broken, sinful world and you know, the enemy seeks to kill, steal and destroy. And, you know, God never shied away from that. Uh, he said, pick up your cross and come after him and be his hands and feet and magnify his name and do that, which he has called you to do because he's given you gifts and talents mm-hmm. to multiply. And, and we are the servant that says to him, yes, Lord, I will take the talents and I will multiply them boldly. Boldly. And this is from your blog. You posted it a couple of days ago. And if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about your blog yeah, for a little bit. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So here's what you write. You say, I often work with clients that feel highly uncomfortable talking about money or asking for the sale. I've walked that road too, and I'm still growing in more bold confidence in all respects. So do you mind just talking to us about this last blog post you made about about taking products for your good or service for his glory, for his glory. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's interesting because uh, we often in American Christian culture, and I can speak to especially Southern American Christian culture, um, the enemy has done a massive number of damage when it comes to Christian women and their mindset about money and about sales and about selling. Um, and the reason why is because right now, you know, we have orphanages that need to be um, created. We have Compassion International children that need sponsors. We have aged out of foster care children who are literally kicked out with $500 and told to go build a life. And they have no ability or knowledge on how to build a life. And we, this world, especially right now, if you're listening in 2022, you know how absolutely um, volatile, devastating um, there are wars, there's poverty, there's increase in gas prices. We can see the brokenness of a world that um, is, is for the most part dominated by sin, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the sin and selfishness of evil men um, create such destruction and dysfunction. And who pays the price more than anything? Women and children. Right. Um, and, and, you know, so women are, are, creators of life. They are creators of community. They are creators of family. And who did the enemy Satan come to first? Eve, the creator of life, the one whom would be the lineage of Jesus Christ, our Messiah, our savior, right? And so we as women, who who is who is he going to attack the most? Us, because we are the ones that would create peace. We are the peacemakers. 
Now that doesn't mean peacekeepers, ladies, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me hard. That does not mean blessed are the peacekeepers who are doormats. Okay. <laughs> let me, yeah, no. let me tell you, I, I, I will get out some money changers out of the temple. Let me just tell you, mama yeah. will go hard on that. <laughs> so here's the thing. We're supposed to be the bold light for Christ. We yeah. are supposed to speak boldly. We are supposed to, Jesus Christ literally said, I will have daughters and mother-in-laws pitted against one another. I didn't come just to you know, bring peace on earth, peace to us, peace to the Christ followers. Mm -hmm. No, he came to draw a division between sin and God, to show exactly what sin and evil is and what goodness is. And we are called, we Christian women are called to that also. Um, so what the enemy has done is made sure that he has, through the thousands of years, marginalized uh, women's voices, made them feel that they can't sell, that they shouldn't sell, that they shouldn't speak up, that they shouldn't cause division, that they should be, um, you know, uh, people pleasers instead of God pleasers. And here's the thing. The Proverbs 31 woman, she was a she was on um, fire. That woman would sow, would, would, uh, farm, would do all the things. Then she'd go sell her goods and services. And she didn't hesitate, not once mm -hmm. to know everything about what was going on in her household, everything that was going on in the village. Cause that, that girl knew, knew who was poor, who needed her help, who she could call on to help the poor. Mm -hmm. She had it going on. So ladies, Proverbs 31 women. Yeah. If you are a Proverbs 31 woman, you are supposed to be bold for right. Jesus Christ. You are to go out and sell your gifts and talents, whatever that is. Yeah. Whether that's a clerk at the grocery store, a librarian, or if you are called to be a social media manager, you are to boldly go, go forth and sell. God's word says, blessed is the person who sells his wheat. Yeah. Evil is the one who doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's so hard for some people to hear because like, for example, in my job right now, I don't make my prices. Like it's all regulated. I work in health insurance in Medicare. Mm -hmm. And so it's different as far as like setting a price. There is, you know, that right. price is set through the government and the, anyway, all that to say, I don't go on a website and make my pricing. Right. So I think what it's really hard for some women who are listening is, you know, I used to be a photographer and there you did have to set your pricing. And I think mm -hmm. something that was really hard there is when someone would just say, oh, you know, it's just real quick. You're just going to come in real quick and then real quick, and then it'll just be real quick and it'll be real quick. And then when you edit them, it'll be really quick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, they have no idea how much mm -hmm. this camera costs me how much mm -hmm. these SD cards cost me mm -hmm. charging the equipment, then uploading it and the time spent away from my family. Yeah. I just know that there's somebody out there listening who hears you and says, yeah, no, everything you're saying is right. I just right. don't know how to do it. And I think that's what you do as a business coach. So can you tell us a little bit about how you help people? 
Sure. Um, so one of the things that we, uh, as you know, as women, we sometimes don't clearly communicate um, what I call anchoring our pricing. Okay. So uh, people like, especially think about commercials. Commercials anchor their pricing based on the prestige of the product. Right. So we know without hesitation that if I go into Target, that T-shirt is probably going to be anywhere between $12 and $20. Now, if I went over to Neiman Marcus, I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, uh, Nordstrom's. You can't charge me $58 for that shirt because Target over there real quick yeah. built that shirt for 12 real quick. You don't do that. Yeah. Real quick. They, they spit out that t-shirt for 12 bucks. And I want, I want that Neiman Marcus shirt for $12. So what we, <laughs> the reason why <laughs> I got Ricky uh, laughing over there. Funny. real quick. <laughs> it's you know? true for whoever is listening and maybe you like yeah. bake something like you bake yeah. like a pie or something. You're like, oh my gosh, I have so heard that. And the job description that I would never give myself is baking something real quick, but people say it. Don't they say do. that to a friend, okay? Don't yeah. say real quick. <laughs> well, and it's because um, we also, like, we don't understand everything that goes behind a service. We also don't go to a lawyer and say, hey, real quick, I want you to get on a call with me and tell me about this contract that I want to sign, um, but don't charge me $500 for that hour of your time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but that's because culturally women have already been indoctrinated with the expectation of what they're going to get from a service with a lawyer. Right. Okay. So when we go back, let's go back to the uh, photography for a second. Okay. So photography in and of itself, um, while it's become much more popular, I would say within the last like 15 years oh, yeah. that women have really started picking up a camera and building a business from it, it still isn't yet at a level culturally across America, across across the board, do people understand what that service entails? Yeah. So for them, they're then going to look, we always do this. Every, every human being does this. They look at their past information to make a future decision, mm -hmm. right? So for them, they're looking at, well, I picked up my camera that I bought at Walmart for $125. And I literally took a picture of my kids in 15 minutes. I sat and I printed it out at Walmart. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what you do? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're yeah. like, holy geez, not at all. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, what yeah. we have to do, what we are responsible to do, ladies who own a business, a service based business, is that one of the pieces, core pieces of your content needs to be educating your clients on why your service is marketed at that investment. Okay. Really? So, okay. So like on their yes. website. Yes, absolutely. Here's the thing. Like, you know, let's say, um, 
you know, let's say uh, a marriage coach, marriage coach, great, great one, great one. Um, you know, she needs to be saying the average divorce cost over $50,000, not including the hundreds of thousands of dollars you'll spend on therapy for yourself and your children. The investment for saving your marriage and saving yourself from all this pain and heartache is yeah. only $6,000 for 12 weeks of coaching that will transform your marriage. To me, that's a no brainer. Would I rather spend $6,000 to save my marriage or 50 plus thousand dollars to dissolve it? Right. Hmm. Now that I have anchored the investment in the mind of your potential client. And I go much, much further in depth um, with my clients on how to do that. That's just an example of one way, one little tiny way on your marketing materials, in your daily content, in your live videos to explain and anchor to your potential client. Why? Why am I investing that? We have like productivity coaches. Which would you rather have, ladies and gentlemen? Would you rather go and spend $3,000 on a vacation to get away from your burnt out job? Or would you rather invest two grand in six coaching sessions so that you're not burnt out and stressed out and so that you don't come back from your vacation wanting to shank your coach? Like, right. <laughs> your, yes. I mean, your boss. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like, so to me, it's like we, we spend, we'll go to Target because we're depressed out of our mind. Target tells us what we should buy. We come out of Target with $275 worth of stuff, but yet we don't want to invest in, you know, in a coach. That makes no sense to me. Right. Well, and when you were talking about put it on your website and you were talking about facts, so I, I love Target, okay? Like, come on. I love Target. So I went to Target.com and I went to About Target and they have fast facts on their, like the first thing, fast facts. Target is a general merchandise retailer with stores in all 50 United States and the District of Columbia. 75% of the U.S. population lives within 10 miles of a Target store, not Highlands County, where I grew up. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's a far, it's a long ways away to a Target. Now I'm super close, but, and there's like four Targets here in Pensacola. But anyway, all that to say, I just went onto Target's website and they have fast facts is what they call yeah. it. So I think that would be really wise. I'm not to say that like, what Target's doing is everything that we should be doing. You know, we should be going to the Bible for everything. I think we can also look at people who have been there, done that, and companies who are doing that and take away good nuggets. I mean, that's what I do in my job, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, but you were just talking about um, how you help people. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention about how you help people and how people can get connected with you? Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, one of the things that, that, um, you know, <laughs> the journey that I had into the online space, you know, I started, I thought I was only going to be a Christian blogger and non and a fiction writer. Mm -hmm. 
And God was like, ha ha ha, that's not it at all. And if I told you everything you were going to do, you'd be like curled up in the fetal position. So, (laughs) you know, at that time I had um, become a faith community nurse certified. That means that you know, I help people in all stages of, of their wellness and health in relation to their spirituality. Okay. And from there, I got my life coaching, um, certification. Cause that was the next prompting God did. And then the next prompting God was like, okay, so now you're going to help women with their businesses because they kept coming to me and they were like, you know, I, I don't know how to be bold in my messaging and how to go out there and sell. And I have all these money mindset issues. And so me bringing forth that core foundation of God and scripture and spiritual nourishment and, and life habits and strategies, and then the business building pieces. And then I became a social selling expert so that I had this really well-rounded ability to help women in every single aspect of their life, because we often think of everything in American culture, especially that they're everything is this box is over here and this is over here, but that's not true. Everything is an integrated thing. If I am having issues with my children, it's going to affect my business. It's going to affect my marriage. Everything is interrelated and interconnected. And so really in my programs, it's, it's holistic. It's body, mind, spirit, soul. And we start with prayer and we start with scripture and we end with prayer and we end with scripture. That is the way life should be. That is the, the sandwich of your day. Right. And that's exactly the way I feel, um, that, that business coaching should be for the Christian woman entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, I think what you're doing is great. And just to tell you guys a little bit more about Leah, um, just in one of her sentences and about me on her website, from a broken home, broken parents, broken childhood, fears, anxieties, depressions, a miscarriage, and more, God has brought healing tools to me that I am bursting to share with others. And you truly are. So you are on Instagram and Facebook, Bursting with Blessings is your Mm -hmm. name, Bursting with Blessings. You have a massive social media following. So y'all reach out to Leah. Um, And please, when you go there, tell Leah that you found her through Broadcast is Love because the whole goal of what we're doing is to encourage you to use your position no matter what it is, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you work at a gas station, whatever that job title is, or you're the CEO, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. God is our boss. Jesus is our boss. So uh, we're just here to encourage you to also broadcast God's love, not your own love, but God's love, Jesus's love. And the last question I ask every guest is what Bible verse is helping you in this season? Um, it's been helping me for the last um, three years when God pointed it out to me in Psalms. It says the women are a mighty army for Adonai with the good news. Mm-hmm. Yep, complete Jewish Bible version. If women think that they are not a mighty warrior who is supposed to speak boldly, 
That's not what our God wants. Abba Father, he sees us. He is the God who sees us. I mean, a woman who who chose <laughs> to not even turn her life to Christ, Hagar, um, which is so fascinating to me that this woman had the most intimate of intimate moments with the creator of the universe. And if you guys um, look back at her story, um, it just shows you how Abba Father loves even those who will never turn to him. Um, she had such an intimate moment with him. And she said, he is the God who sees me. And he is the God who sees you. And then she went back and she didn't say, hey, tell me more about this Adonai, this Yahweh, this amazing Jehovah Jireh. She didn't say that. I, it's just shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but yet God continued to provide for her, even though if you look in scripture, there's no evidence that she ever chose to embrace him because she then went off to Egypt to get her son, Ishmael, a bride from Egypt. So that just shows you that she never turned her heart to him. How much more for those of us who have turned our hearts to Abba Father? Will he not love and grow us and be with us through every hardship, through every circumstance? Mm -hmm. He is our Abba Father who loves and sees us and wants us to magnify his name. Yes. Amen. Amen. And as you say that, the scripture that just came to mind is... It talks about in James chapter one, verse 12, and this is the new living translation. It says the man who does not give up when tests come is happy. So it doesn't say if tests come, it says when tests come. So if you're being tested right now, yeah, this is for you. The man who does not give up when tests come is happy after mm -hmm. the test is over, he will receive mm -hmm. the crown of life. God has promised this to those who love him. And, mm, you know, just like yes. what you were saying earlier about if you choose Jesus, do you love Jesus? Like God has a crown of life for you and it's a pretty mm -hmm. crown. <laughs> I don't know exactly <laughs> what it looks like, but maybe you could tell me, I don't know, but I just know that I'm thankful for people like you, Leah, who call gifts out of people and encourage them into their next walk or their next season, mm. I should say. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to share? Um, I just love to pray over your audience real yes. quick. All right. Let's go to the father. Um, dear Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. Thank you that you are the God who sees us and loves us enough that you held yourself on the cross for us, that you forgive us, that you free us in every way to be bold for you. Lord Jesus, help us to shine your light in such a way that others see and glorify your name. Help us to boldly walk out our gifts and calling in such a way that we magnify your kingdom agenda. Yeah. And we just thank you, Lord. Please rebuke the devourer away from our harvest of blessings. And we pray for a hundredfold harvest above the seeds that we sow this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Those were some big declarations. I feel like I'm so blessed from listening to that. Thank you so much. And it is really hard to, cause like with 
and I, and I'll just say honestly here, I know we're wrapping up, but you know, with this podcast, the reason why I want to keep it ad free is because I just want people to come on and listen to Jesus, listen to his word. And it's not a business for me. It's a hobby. (laughs) Like it's a straight up hobby getting to do this. So I hope it's just like a part of people's life. This, the conversations that come in to equip them to be encouraged, like what you're doing as well. Like we are working together in this and encouraging women to do what they do for Jesus, to live that rich life because, and it's Mm -hmm. not money. It's like you were talking about like overflowing blessings, you know, bursting with blessings. It's that's what he does when you start working for Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for your time. You gave us a lot of your time. (laughs) Oh, this is my honor. My pleasure. Thank you. And at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>